When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome to it. Wednesdays here at Tail Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, and you. What a 180 from yesterday. Some hope, some buzz, some excitement, some great weather. Cold, windy, dreary, and what's going to happen with basketball? We'll talk about it here next couple of hours and uh, have some guests along for the ride. Numbers to dial up here on Hail Varsity, 466 466- 37764663776800825 find us follow us give us a shout on twitter at schmidt underscore radio chris schmidt that's me or at herbal essence for elijah herbal it's where you find elijah you can email chris at hailvarsity.com a lot of hand wringing right about uh Now the first 10 minutes of the game against Creighton, it looked okay for uh, a brief moment where it was 5-1, to and then here comes Creighton with uh, a pretty impressive spurt, and uh, and then Nebraska punched back on a 25-15 run themselves, and uh, a missed opportunity last night. We've been saying that all freaking fall, and into... Now November with basketball is the Big Reds at one and two. We'll hear from Coach Hoiberg, but uh, this is the reality here uh, when it comes to your uh, your leader, your heartbeat, your voice, and your guy that exudes buy-in. We'll get to buy-in in a minute, but uh, Coach Hoiberg on Trey McGowan's. Quick update on Trey. Um, he uh, he has a, he broke his foot tonight. So uh, just devastating news for the heart soul of our team. Came down on it wrong and broke the fifth metatarsal. So he'll meet with our <clears throat> our team tomorrow, team of physicians and trainers, and we'll put a time frame on on the rehab and, and when we can expect him back. You know we we expect him fully uh, to make or to make a full recovery and uh, and be back to normal. We don't know the time frame of it yet. Uh, but it's it's just heartbreaking for a guy that has come in here and bought into his role. <clears throat> he is our best leader. Kobe's 100% right on that. What uses his voice every day in practice, from the warm up all the way to the end. So really tough loss. You know, really feel for him. He'll have a lot of support through this process, and hopefully he'll be back as uh, as soon as possible. We have an update uh, tweeted out a couple of hours ago by Robin Washit. Robin does a good job. want to for sure give him credit on this. But uh, you had the, the consultation with the, the medical staff, and, and Trey underwent surgery on that broken fifth metatarsal on his right foot. The expectation is this six to eight weeks is what Trey will miss. 
and the return could be around mid-January. And I've never busted a foot, but I can imagine that it isn't going to be just like getting back on that old bike once you come back from it. But the point is, is you could have a close to normal tray by February. Let's just say that. If if he's back by mid-January, you, you ease him in, and then you got your stretch run as you look towards March. Let's talk about this this basketball team right now. Stunning loss to open the year. Uh, not the demolition you wanted to see against Sam Houston State, but it, at least it was a win. And then Creighton last night where you've, you just lose to Creighton. That's just pretty much a given. And that's frustrating for Nebraska fans. And what's, what's more frustrating is how it happened. Uh, Nebraska was, again, demolished on the glass, and that's not breaking news. But you got out-rebounded 50-36. to 36. That's not good. But Nebraska just continues. And I know they were, they were hot from three in the first half. Thing. I mean, Kobe Webster put a Superman cape on, and that was really good to see. The second half, you didn't shoot the three well. And you, you, to your credit, you got right. You had a lot of adversity last night if you're Nebraska basketball. You overcame it. And twice in that second half, Elijah, you were within a, a two to tie or take the lead. You got it down, shaved down to a one-point ball game. And then you got it cut down to a two-point difference uh, in that second half after coming all the way back from down 19 at one point, 29 to 10. And Creighton is impressive with uh, with their pacing, with their point guard play, with their talent, and w- with Coach Mack, his system gets ball players that fit. And is it fair to say in three years, Nebraska's went out and got really high-level athletes. They've got talented basketball players. They've got guys from the JUCO levels or the transfer portal or other programs or a five-star even, Right or a guy that was highly touted out of the Pac-12 and Alonzo Verge. You've got the dudes, but you have not been able to match that talent and that system. And you can say a lot of things about, about Nebraska basketball's one and two start. I don't fault Fred's system. I think Fred's offense and system can and will work. Now, it's a coach's job, and I know they're working on it, but you got to get buy-in. And you got to get buy-in buy from everyone who's suiting up or sitting on the bench or out there on the floor, and you haven't. You have not gotten full buy-in consistently from your point guard, Alonzo Verge. And it feels like from a chemistry standpoint, brother, it feels like last year a little bit where uh, Teddy was the alpha and Teddy was going to get his shots, and and then you had Trey there, who was your, your heartbeat, your, your do-everything uh, on offense and defense when it comes to guarding or being selfless and, and playing point versus off ball, right? You had a phenomenal athlete. Trey's like, yeah, put me wherever. Let's just let's try and go win. His attitude's perfect. And I think a lot of the attitude of a Trey McGowan's, that'll be heard now from the bench versus on the court, which which is tough. But at least it's still that same voice, a, a respected voice. But somebody's got to go to Verge in that locker room and say, man, uh, we all have aspirations to go make money post-basketball at Nebraska. I, I get it. But you got to buy in. 
You got to do what Fred wants. You got to do what's best for the team. And if you're going to go and try and score, because that's your mentality, make them. And there's too many, too many missed shots at the rim. Uh, Nebraska was was good in one half, but not great in the second half from distance. Three point shot from Kobe's what got him back in it. So I don't think Fred's offense or system's bad. It's just not being executed, man. And you got to have a long, hard talk with Verge. And that's the question of the day today: is what do you do with Alonzo Verge? Because he's too good a player, too good an athlete to not use, but he needs to be willing to be used a certain way. And right now, that team needs a point guard. He's it. He's not used to it. He's either got got to get with the program or they got to go a different route, a different role. And that could be Kobe Webster. So my take is this. Kobe's your new point guard. You keep training Verge. And and you hope he comes around. You just can't have one guy with his decision-making blow things up. And then when Verge goes out after a 0-for-5 start and some me-ball, then you have then you have Bryce come in, and it's like Bryce needs to make up for lost opportunities, and and isn't getting his shot. Yeah, I'll share the ball, and and that's a problem right now with a one and two start. Yeah, and when I look at the the stats from last night, uh, it's not all bad. Uh, the the main area you look at and you go, that's rough. Is is that Nebraska's overall field goal percentage was worse than their field goal percentage from behind the three point line? Nebraska last night shot thirty eight and a half percent from behind the three point line. Overall, they shot thirty seven point one percent, which means that you weren't converting your chances at the rim. I think that was pretty evident last night. Nebraska was struggling with Creighton's size inside. Mm-hmm. You see that with the glass numbers with Creighton fourteen more offensive rebounds, thirteen total offensive rebounds for Creighton, and thirty seven defensive rebounds. You're struggling with that size inside, and that's where Nebraska is going to continue to struggle until they find a, a workaround for the Big Ten season because there's more big dudes coming at you uh, in, in Big Ten play and if you can't figure out how to keep those guys off the glass and how to get good shots around those guys inside you're going to continue to struggle nebraska was still in this game because of a three-point shooting mm-hmm. but then b they, they generated 16 turnovers from creighton yeah the defense was good the, the defense was good where they struggled was closing out on shooters and then inside uh, creighton overall in the game shooting 47 percent and they shot 43 percent from behind the arc so it was just it was closing out on shooters was the big problem for this nebraska basketball team last night but I, i'm not all doom and gloom following the creighton loss I think the team learned some things. I think there's some good things you can go back and look at in film. Uh, you got a long time to keep on developing before the Big Ten slate gets started. So there's things that need to be worked on. But I think this team, from what I saw last night, whenever you saw the run, I think raw talent-wise, they stacked up with that Creighton team. It's a, it's a pretty good Creighton team. And if you can stack up with them, if you can just start developing that team chemistry uh, and start slowly chipping away at those issues that you got, including rebounding and finishing inside – it could be an all right season for this Husker basketball team. I'm not prepared to say top half of the Big Ten, but I still think the talent is there. There's still time. There's mm-hmm. still abs- there's absolutely still time, but it needs to start now. The clock is ticking to remedy these wrongs. And listen, your, your to-do list every game, rebounding. You need some point guard stability. And then you got to continue to work on, on chemistry and, and get that buy-in from Verge, get that buy-in from Bryce. And I'm not saying, listen, I'm not in the locker room. I'm not saying they they don't want to be on this team or, or don't want to win, but they just have to be willing to change their game, spe- spe- uh, specifically Verge. The other question I have, though, is what are you doing? And this is a coaching and personnel thing. 
and I'm not I'm not a basketball genius. But why are you asking a guy like Verge to change his game if four years he is what he is? If he's a scorer and he's been an off-ball scorer, why are you saying, hey, dude, go go play point? <laughs> I mean, help me with that. And and he's shown the ability to do it, so I get I, I understand why you ask him. But will he consistently do it? Can he change his mentality to a creator versus a score? Still be able to score. But but change change some of the tricks of your trade. Uh, Fred on last night's start, he's a thousand percent on it with this. It was not good. We lost that game in the first first five minutes. I mean, we just every day we put the key on what the games are. The last two we have not gone out and executed it. Last game was rebounding. They got four of them in the first minute and a half. Tonight was transition, and after getting off to a solid start, I think it was five to one in our favor. Uh, they got anything they wanted in transition, and and that's disappointing. We had some bad offense that led to those possessions, uh, but mostly it wasn't communicating and getting matched up to their shooters. And that's when they get confident. That's what Creighton does. That's what they hang their hat on is getting out in transition. We knew they were way more capable shooting the ball than what their numbers indicated, as, as were we. It just opened up the floodgates there in the first 10 minutes. Once we had the right lineup out there, I give our bench all the credit in the world for getting us to climb back into that thing, you know, led by Kobe. He was phenomenal out there. The ball was moving. It was hopping. We were uh, uh, moving the ball side to side, uh, cutting, getting back cuts. Uh, didn't have that early. We challenged the big guy. We talked about it. 7-2 at the rim. You got to drive in there to make a play. When he blocks shots, that fuels our fast break. It gets him out in transition. So, you know, biggest thing, we got to come out and get off to better starts. We can't continue to dig ourselves a hole like that. It takes too much energy to get yourself out well Nemhart is is for real I mean he was he was your key and uh he doesn't need a magic eight ball or crystal ball coach Jeff Smith we had on with us he laid this out <laughs> about 505 last night when we were down at the single barrel with what this game's going to be about it's going to be about point guard play and yes it was you got spotty point guard play to, to start the game and then Webster came in you made your run the final 12 minutes when, when Verge was sitting. And this isn't pinata day for Verge. He's a good ball player, good kid, and he'll he'll shake out of this. But it does come down to buy-in because if you have a film session that's talked about Monday, okay, and you revert back to some forced shots, some tough shots, some attacking shots at the rim that don't go down. I mean, look, you go down the, the, the play-by-play of this. It is miss layup, miss layup, miss layup. I mean, that, and again, you're right on, Elijah, with the, the height and the length and the rim protecting at Creighton has, and the Big Ten will have, but, but that's it. That's what it is. There's all the points and all the runs were spurred on by ball movement, passing, I mean, what what got what got Bryce going? It was some nice work by by Walker at, at the free throw line and some backdoor cuts. Get some easy finishes, man. Nebraska's offense can do that. He's got to be willing to do it. Yeah, and, and the radio broadcast said it best last night, and that was that Verge started that game 0 for 5 with five bad looks, and that's what you can't have from your point guard, the, the main distributor from your team. You can't be putting up bad looks. That's only going to submarine your efforts, and I mean – you can see how the Husker offense turned around after he got pulled. Fred did spend some time on, on Alonzo Verge last night. We had a really good film session, and he was very engaged in that film session. He's had a lot of really good moments in this preseason as far as 
you look at the Colorado game. I mean, look at the uh, first exhibition game we played. Uh, you can look at all our practices. I mean, he is getting in the paint and making plays. Right now, he's getting in the paint to shoot. And he's got to start understanding when you get in the paint and kick it and spray it, that's where you get open shots. And that's the strength of our team. So, you know, we'll continue to watch film. We'll continue to uh, do what we can to get better. But I thought that lineup that was in there uh, was the one that could pull us back in. And that's exactly what they did. Fred still is confident in Verge. He is such a gifted player, talented player, and he's always had a scorer's mentality, uh, playing off the ball really for the last four years and asked to score the ball at a high at a high clip. He played off the ball last year with a, one of the top point guards, transferred to Kansas, Remy Martin. And, you know, now, you know, understanding, getting in the paint, and he missed three layups right, right at the basket in the last game. He makes those, maybe it was a different story for him. But when he gets in there and makes a play, uh, generally we get a good shot. And, I, and believe me, I still have 100% confidence in Alonzo Verge. Mike Babcock's next on Hale Varsity. And we're back. Fellas, you think we could listen to the radio? On Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Yes! That's awesome! Thanks for spending time on a Wednesday at Hale Varsity, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbal. Andy Markowski is coming up here in about uh, 35 minutes. Former Husker standout and part of the CFL Kyron Williams going to be in studio with us at 525. We welcome in Mr. Husker football. And he knows some hoops and baseball as well. Mike Babcock, historian, author, and Hall of Famer with Hale Varsity Magazine, HaleVarsity.com, at MD Babs on Twitter is where you find him. Babbers, what did you think of hoops last night? Uh, yeah, let's uh, move on to further action. In the, uh, <laughs> you, you can, know, I, I, you can I really give me that when the Huskers, <laughs> uh, came back from that 19-point deficit mm-hmm. um, and took the lead, I thought, man, they're, they're going to get this game after all. And then, uh, you know, maybe they expended so much energy trying to get back that uh, they just didn't have it uh, at the end. But um, I, I, I really felt like uh, they had a shot to win that game. Mm-hmm. And, again, I, I was really impressed with the way they came back. And I came away from the game kind of wondering why Kobe Webster hadn't played. That was the first game he played of the three, mm-hmm. um, why they didn't get him in there a little bit. But, uh, um, yeah, it wasn't. It didn't go exactly the way I thought it would, but uh, Creighton has it's, it's kind of gone the way Creighton games have gone here of late. They, they are so true to themselves with their offense, their flow, their confidence, and they do it. They're well-oiled, man. They are well-oiled. They've got guys that can shoot. They've got a tremendous point guard. they got some size in the paint. Babbers, they always had an answer when it got tight. Yeah, and, and it's, it's a little bit like, you know, kind of like what we've talked about with football. I mean, offensively, Nebraska basketball, I need – I think they need to get into a system and adhere to that system, and I think I think they can be okay. I mean, I, it just looked like they were disorganized. I think on offense at times last night, and and uh, you know, to me, that's the that's the key because I think they have talent. I mean, for for all indications, are they've got some um, really good uh, talented players there, um, and that's a that's a real hit uh, losing uh, Trey. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I think they've got the players, but you, you've got to have some consistency and some kind of a system 
uh, and adhere to that system. And I think that's a little bit what Hoiberg was talking about um, as it related to Verge, for example. But, you know, with Verge, I mean, you look at it, um, he, he still leads the team far and away in assists, and he's the second leading rebounder on the team, which is what you want. You know, you want the guards to get in there because Nebraska hasn't rebounded that well, got out-rebounded again. Um, so he's done some thing. He's done some good things, but um, you can't, uh, as, as Hoiberg pointed out, you know, he missed maybe three layups that he should have had, and he was a five for 15, I think, from the field last night. Got to be better than that. Um, and it, 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 it's easy to focus. For some people, I guess it's easy to focus on the one guy, you know, just get him out of there um, kind of a thing. And then when Webster does come in, he he looks uh, great, uh, scores 20 points. But, but uh, again, I think it's just the system. You have to get the system going, and you guys have talked about that. I think you have to adhere to that system. Once you do, I think Nebraska can be better, uh, more competitive. Yeah, Mike, I'm not fully doom and gloom following that game last night. I do commend the Huskers for being able to come back. However, uh, watching that game, it, it brought me back to a quote from my like youth basketball coaches. I quit basketball pretty early, um, but it was because they'd always say something along the lines of 95% of basketball is played without the ball in your hands. And that meant you got to keep up the same intensity whenever you're not the one who's uh, has the ball in their hands, not the one who's going to be in, in a, a, a play set where you can be able to score. And I didn't like running, so that wasn't great for me. But that's <laughs> that's uh, that's something I kind of noticed when I watch this Husker basketball team is defensively sometimes they just have some flat possessions. And then offensively, uh, there's not as many guys moving without the ball. Does it come down to just guys buying in and being able to go 100% at all times? Or is it just coming down to maybe having a ball handler that can distribute the ball a little bit better to the guys that do have talent, as you said? No, I think everybody's got to be moving. And I thought Creighton showed that early in the game. That's how Creighton got that lead. If you watch Creighton, man, those guys were moving and the ball was moving and they were getting they were getting open shots and they were hitting threes like crazy. But those were open threes. They weren't forcing them because everybody was moving and and they were moving the ball. And that's what you have to do, I think, uh, in order to be successful because – you know, Nebraska didn't turn the ball over as much as Creighton did last night. Um, Nebraska, it, you know, in, in in that area, that was positive. Um, but you, you can't just come down on offense and and just kind of put your hand, your arms at your side when when the ball's on the other side of the, uh, other side of the floor. You've got to be moving, and uh, and you've got to move that ball around to get an opportunity to get those the, those open shots. And I think that's the you know, maybe the responsibility of uh, of a guy like Verge is that he's got to get that he's got to get that system going. But he can't do it by himself. Everybody else has got to be moving. And uh, you know, maybe they get in the mindset that well, he's got the ball. He's just going to drive in there and try to shoot it. Um, so I'm just going to stand here. Um, and it's probably not that dramatic. But but again, I think you're right. You've got to be moving. You've got to be moving even when you don't have the ball. Well. Uh... Switch to football, Mike. Mike Babcock's with us from Hale Varsity Magazine, HaleVarsity.com. Well, this is supposed to be a big week, and it's kind of a ho-hum week because of, you know, the ways that the season's gone for Nebraska. But uh, early thoughts or midweek thoughts here as Nebraska faces Wisconsin with some some new names, well, familiar names, but new uh, new responsibilities on game day with uh, the, the new offensive staff. 
Yeah, it, I think that's going to be interesting, uh, and I don't know what how interesting translates, um, you know, whether it's interesting in a good way or a bad way. I, I think that the player mentality is such that Nebraska is going to give Wisconsin its best its best shot. I mean, I think Wisconsin is going to be in for a tussle. tussle. Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure that Nebraska is is going to win that game. Um, and, and I'm still of the mindset that Nebraska is going to get Iowa in the last game of the season. But um, it's going to be interesting to see how the guys on offense adjust to all the changes. That it, I mean, it's, it's dramatic, um, obviously, as we've, as we've talked about. Um, with with the offensive staff and guys that you know they are really close to those coaches and and uh, it's really difficult for them. The emotional part of it is difficult. Not to mention the uh, just the the routine and and how you go about playing the game. But I'll be interested to see how that how that goes. But regardless, I Wisconsin's going to get Nebraska's best shot. There's no question. I see no quit in these guys and. Uh, you know, I, and so I think we'll see the same thing that we've seen all season long in terms of determination and giving it the effort. The question is, can you avoid the mistakes that have just killed you? Mike, I think it's fair to say that these last two games are going to be a good indication of the character of this football team, how much they decide to come out and fight in what is essentially an end of a season that doesn't matter all that much. Uh, but the, the, you hear the, the football players come out and talking about, uh, well, we still have two trophies to go and win. So I, I want to ask you, how important uh, will these games factor into your, your opinion of this Husker football team and this Husker football season as a whole? If Nebraska comes out and lays two consecutive eggs, uh, are, are you going to be more disappointed in this season than you were before these last two weeks? Or should we kind of set these two games aside from the rest of the, the, the other ten games as a whole? Uh, I, w- I would be disappointed, Elijah. Uh, I mean, no excuses. Um, go out there and give the same effort. You you can, regardless of who your coach is, you can give the effort. And I, you know, I've seen that through ten games from these guys. And I don't think that it's going to change because of such dramatic changes on the staff. Um, I, I don't think that that I don't think they're going to pack it in. I don't think they're going to say, "Well, that's it. You know, we're we don't have anything to play for now, except a couple of trophies." Um, you know, there's the element of pride that came up a couple times in the Monday news conference. Um, but I really think, really think that these guys are going to give it everything they've got, uh, just like we've seen up to this point. And, uh, you know, if, if Wisconsin is not prepared for Nebraska's best effort, if Wisconsin looks at it and says, well, you know, they must be in disarray because all these coaches are gone, then uh, Wisconsin's making a big mistake because I don't think that's going to be the case. You know, Mike, I want to get into development here. Got a couple of minutes left, and it's going to be so key moving forward with with Coach Frost and whoever comes in on offense. And we've seen it defensively. The defensive side of the ball, Chins has depth. He has guys ready, and they they know what to do. I mean, they're all on the same page. Offensively, they've not not been able to execute or they've gotten in their own way and you know we talk about the offensive line a lot and these are these are highly skilled guys that have had rough goes on the outside and even on the interior there was some mixing and matching do you think there needs to be a re-examination uh moving forward here after these next two games 
with what they're doing practice-wise. We don't know, but it just doesn't look like guys are necessarily ready uh, on on the offensive line or even at running back when we think of Yant, right, knowing what to do, where to go. Um, is there enough time being put in to get the guys the reps so they're good come Saturday? Well, yeah, no, obviously with new, with new coaches in those positions, yeah, there, there's going to be a, an evaluation of, you know, what's done in practice and how you go about it. So I think things are going to be a little bit different. Um, but Frost is still the head coach. He's the guy that defines um, what the offense is going to be. Um, so it's going to, there's going to be some ad- adaptation uh, probably from the coaches that are brought in, unless they look at the world the same way that, that he does, the offensive world. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm, here's a concern in that whole same context. I hope Nebraska can keep Chenander. No I mean, kidding. he's one of the candidates for the uh, the Royals Award, and and he's had a really good defense here. And and uh, you know, look what's happened to the to the offensive staff. You know, I hope that they can keep the the defensive staff intact um, in the off season as well. So I think there's a lot of questions to to be answered there. But from the standpoint of system, it's going to be what Scott Frost wants it to be. Um, he's just not going to be apparently quite as involved as he has been in the past. He's going to turn that over to someone who thinks in the same way that he does, is the way he described it. Mike, we'll uh, talk to you next week and uh, get ready for Turkey Day. Thanks so much for joining us, and uh, can't wait to see how things shake out on Saturday. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. All right, there he is, historian, author, Hall of Famer, Oscar football insider forever, and uh, he is so good. Mike Babcock with us at MD Babs on Twitter is where you find him. We'll head to the golf course with a stocking hat and probably something uh, to drink that'll keep you warm. Mike Schuhart's on the way. And now, and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Kyrod Williams coming up. He's been in the CFL, former Husker safety. He's doing some awesome uh, outreach work. We're going to hear from him. He uh, played a big part in that near win in Wisconsin back in 2016, that overtime heartbreak. Eddie Markowski, shortly we welcome in with Wilderness Ridge, Mike Shuhart. Shuey, are you gearing up for Thanksgiving, man? How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, We had a couple of really nice days. Didn't feel like Thanksgiving. Today, a little more normal. <laughs> so you're just working on the old putting for dough with the stocking hat, on, stocking hat on and a couple of gloves. I get it. But you guys were blessed with some some just phenomenal temps the last two get two days. Was the course just crawling with everybody? Yes, it was. You don't get those kind of temps this time of the year. So when we get them, it's uh, time to get out and play some golf. And we had a lot of people out playing golf, which is good to see. Well, that is awesome. And Wilderness Ridge, of course, uh, you can join. You can be a member. You can get tutored and taught lessons from Shuey. You can get fit by the crew there and uh, membership opportunities. Shuey, before we dive into some hoops and some football and some Tiger Woods, give us an update on how the construction's going, man. It's going awesome. We got the uh, lap lap tool. They just got the, uh, uh, the floor. They're getting ready to put rebar in, and they're going to pour concrete here in the next uh, – Next week, so that'll be the fourth uh, pool out of the five that will be uh, basically done. So uh, progress is working. You know, we have some nice weather, so that helps. 
Uh, we've got one more pool to go. They're kind of slowly starting to work on that one too. And then all the foundations will basically be done and then finish things up. So things are very much on schedule and, and looks like it's going to be ready to roll by uh, warm weather next, next year. You know, it's, it's impressive. I mean, Nebraska basketball gets a five-star guard and, and Wilderness Ridge has five pools. I mean, it, it, just, That's right. it just works. How would you take <laughs> last night, bud? Did you, did you go or did you just watch at home? Uh, I watched at home. Uh, it, was, it was depressing, like always. <laughs> <laughs> so are you, are you more, I'm going to find something else to do for football or, or for basketball? It's still early in the basketball season, Shuey. It is still early, but they're no good. They can't. They they play NBA. Unfortunately, they're not NBA. They're they're NBA. They play NBA like an NBA player and like an NBA team. The problem is they're not NBA. They're more like NVG. They play in the NVG league. Not very good. Hmm. So I, I would love it if they played the NBA. But the problem is they can't shoot you have to be able to shoot if you're going to play nba these guys throw up more bricks than a bricklayer it's been tough uh to to see that shots at the rim that were contested now webster came in and got hot brought him back uh i think they can shake some things out with the, the system because when they move the ball shoey they can find open guys and score it i mean it, it's a matter of of but doing they, it it's a matter of doing it yeah, they have to be able to do it for the entire game, not just for little spurts here and there. And then they got to get hot and shoot. But they don't do that. I mean, I've never seen a team where the first guy down the court, man, it's either he's putting it up or if it's one pass, that guy's putting it up. I mean, I've never seen a team that doesn't move the ball uh, around the court through the players. I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, it's NBA. They they think they're NBA players and they and they're not good. Shuey, football. How you feeling about Wisconsin, Nebraska? Ah man, that's a scary one. What was the last team that got rid of their whole, basically half of their staff? They went out and played. Who was that? And they just got annihilated. Uh, I just I don't know how you don't have your coaching staff there to think that you're going to be any good and you're playing a team that is on a roll. I mean, they're, they're playing probably the best football they played all year. Mm -hmm. So you got a team that's on the rise and a team that's in disarray. So, and you're playing them at their place. That, that doesn't sound like a recipe for much good things to happen. Well, hopefully it'll be sunny and and warm for you Saturday. So you can sneak out at halftime and, uh, or uh, be hanging tight and, and, and watching Nebraska do battle. Let's get some thoughts here on, on Tiger Woods. You have Justin Thomas does his podcast, and he, he catches up and checks in with uh, the who's who of the PGA and his buddy Tiger Woods and his neighbor. So that's, that's one way to do a show is just exactly. <laughs> walk down the path of paradise. and <laughs> Hey, Tiger, what's up? I'm recording. Uh, no laying up as a podcast. Um, seems like Tiger's in pretty good spirits and uh, the topic of competitive golf. What's what's your feel here with uh, with Tiger here as he tries to get back at it? Man, I just find that so hard to believe with everything that he's gone through and all of his surgeries and him getting older and 
things like that, for him to be able to come back and play even remotely close to how he played at one time, that is so hard to believe that that could even happen. But, I mean, he's a, he's a special He's a special talent, so you never want to underestimate those guys that, that have that it. You know, he's just he's one of those guys. He's one in a lifetime type of talents that come along, so you never underestimate what they can do. I just find it almost virtually impossible for him to come out and be competitive at that level. I mean, he might play golf again, but at that level, man, that is hard to believe. Mike, tell me a little bit about golfers at that level now that we enter into the golf offseason. What does their offseason training regimen look like? I feel like after a full year of, of golfing some of the most difficult golf courses in the world, do you take a break from the golf course? Or are these the type of guys that just are, are going to be on the golf course every single day no matter what, refining their game? Uh, I don't know if they're going to be so. You have two types, really. You have guys that just need a break and get away from it, which – some do to a certain extent. How long of that break is that? You know, they need just need to get away and defuse and kind of recharge their batteries. Um, the fitness component of golf has become so uh, relevant. So guys might get away from the golfing aspect of it, but they're going to be into the fitness aspect of the golf. So they're keeping their body really strong and flexible. Uh, some are are trying to enhance their body so it's it's more durable uh, for the, the new season that's getting ready to start. So a lot of them will probably get away from the golf side of it, hitting golf balls, hitting shots, doing that. But they're still being the golf side of it where they're, they're training their body, um, getting their body strong, fit, flexible, um, like I said, durable for the season that's coming up. You see more and more and more of them that are, that are in that realm because – Oh, that's Tiger brought that to the to the tour, you know, and and he has shown how important that aspect of it is uh, to the game. Phil's even in in as good a shape as he's been in for a while. You've got Bryson, and yeah, that fitness component's a, re- a reality. Yeah, and something tells me Bryson's going to the driving range every single day. Maybe just top golf, see how far he can hit him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to hit it over the net. 50 bucks says I do. Uh, Shuey, you have a, a great uh, Thanksgiving. We'll check in with you next Wednesday. Uh, okay, bud, ahead of Nebraska, with, uh, Nebraska, Iowa, all right? You got it. You guys have a great Thanksgiving also. You too. Get that, get that fifth pool ready, baby. That's right. <laughs> you know what? Swim up bar, laps, putting green, incredible course. I'm going to talk to Mama about joining. <laughs> All I want for Christmas, sweetie, is uh, <laughs> some membership. Make it happen. We'll wind down hour one next. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. One final time this hour, Eddie Markowski, the pride of Ord Husker Basketball Insider, assistant over with the Pious Girls. And, of course, uh, the Nebraska women take on Creighton tonight. Better outcome, for sure, for Nebraska fans, potentially. Now, reminder to buckle up here this holiday season. 70% of people in fatal crashes in Nebraska not wearing a seatbelt. If used properly, a seatbelt can reduce the risk of fatal injury by up to 60%. Your best defense in any crash. Buckling up, brought to you by the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office. So, Mel Tucker. Mel Tucker is nearing a 10-year, $95 million 
dollar contract extension. The new deal make Tucker the highest paid African American coach in sports. Good for Mel. And he's done it, man. Not that he won a ton at Colorado, but the point is, is he won a couple of big ball games and got the hell out of Colorado, and he's done well. Uh, he had a big win over Northwestern when they were unbeaten and in the top 10 a year ago during COVID, beat Michigan last year, got Michigan this year, and uh, has maybe the coolest quote of the week, and scared money doesn't win money, right, when it comes to being a three-touchdown dog. To, uh, to Ohio State. I can't wait for him to lose by uh, two touchdowns on Saturday and come in the post-game press conference and say, uh, good teams win, great teams cover. I can't wait for him to say that. <laughs> Don't think he will. <laughs> our, our talk with Mel back in 19, stand-up dude, I mean, secondary coach for Saban, D coordinator for Kirby at Georgia, and he's been on his way. So LSU right now, uh, easy ads out, we've known that. So where's LSU go for their guy? Do they just go down to Waco, over to Waco, and, and give Aranda a phone call? Well, there were uh, reports out today shutting down the rumors that Lincoln Riley would even consider a move to LSU, which... The, the number, oh, yeah, we're talking 12 to $13 million a year. It was, an, it was just an astronomical dollar amount to get Lincoln Riley to move from, from OU. He's an air raid guy. He's got his system and set up. And we'll see how OU fares in a new league. Uh, Texas is, if if anything resembling their, their Big 12 record over the years and their coaching changes, I mean, Texas is going to be in for a long move. Uh, and they'll be feeling it for a while. Quite honestly, I mean, Nebraska's had some okay seasons in the Big 10. But they're in the midst of, of trying to climb back because anybody, not just can... They do. They beat one another pretty regularly in the Big Ten. Uh, case in point, Sparty's only loss isn't to Michigan, isn't to Nebraska. It's to Purdue and that, that elevator team in Purdue. So if you get a, a $95 million contract, that is a lot of jet splash certificates. Do you think that LSU looks towards Brom while you mentioned Purdue? I think Florida's going to go after Brom. I would. You pair that that talent pool and offense. I think I think it could work. Usually, you go opposite though. I mean, you would be, you would be going from Mullen to Brom, which is weird. Uh, we've got uh, two gift cards to Jet Splash to give away right now. Two twenty-five dollar gift cards. We'll take caller seven and caller eight. Caller seven gets a twenty-five dollar gift card to Jet Splash. Caller eight. It's a $25 gift card to Jet Splash, courtesy of ESPN Lincoln at Hale Varsity. Collar 7, Collar 8, right now, 466-3776, or 800-825-5865. Andy Markowski on the way. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Back at it, Hour 2, it's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. We'll check in with Kyron Williams, former Husker and CFLer, 
He's got a fundraiser going on, excited for him with what he's doing to give back to the community. We welcome in the Pride of Ord, standout with Husker Basketball, assistant over at Pius, and uh, watching uh, Nebraska Creighton women tonight. Uh, Andy Markowski with us at Markowski underscore Andy. That's where you find him on Twitter. Andy, what's up, man? How you doing today? Yeah, doing all right. Wish uh, was a little different outcome last night, but excited to uh, maybe have the women uh, redeem and uh, knock off Creighton tonight. The the redemption, right on. That's that's about right. So, what what do you take away most from last night? The hole that was dug early, or the comeback that almost was? Yeah, I, I just you know, overall, I'm I'm just disappointed. I just. Um, you know, I, I thought our program was in a better position to, you know, to protect their home court and to, to be one and two and, and lose to a rival, you know, to start slow. You know, that's about the eighth time in 11th game that we've started slow against Creighton. And, and I don't know if, if we don't embrace the rivalry. It's a, it's a rivalry. I mean, they, they want to beat us. Their fans want to beat us. Um, you know, the fact that we don't really acknowledge them as a rival disappoints me. We, we don't have enough success in basketball to to not have uh, a rival and, and and Creighton is that and, and we just have not stepped up and and uh, made it even uh, a rivalry I mean they've owned us and as a former athlete that went four and one against them um, you know, upsets me disappoints me um, to the point where um, you know some, something's got to change I mean we we have to find people that want to compete and, and, and win games at home against a, a team that you should be better than uh, having lost five starters. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Creighton had a Sweet 16 run a year ago. They're not there anymore, and their offense was uh, super fluid, great tempo, and uh, they were able to, to kind of match their scheme with, with their talent. Andy, what do you see with Nebraska's offense and that talent level not matching up, not meshing here through three games? Well, you know, it, it certainly is going to keep improving. Uh, but, you know, just, just shot, shot selection, if, if you look at Creighton's shots, you know, they take are, are in rhythm. Um, you know, they're not, they're not shooting step-back shots. They're not, they're not shooting difficult shots. Now, they made a lot of shots. You've got to give them credit. You know, second half, I think they didn't go back-to-back possessions without scoring. And, you know, uh, part of that is their offense a little bit. That was our ability to get stops. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm tired of reading about, you know, having to explain to, to point guards on how to make the easy, you know, play and easy pass and our offense is better if, if, if they make the easy play. Um, you know, that, that's coaching and accountability. And if players, you know, aren't willing to, to do that, um, you know, the world that I came from, you know, you, you sit and watch. You shouldn't have to continually explain to players how to make easy plays and, 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 and winning plays. And, and that's what Creighton made last night. They didn't make, you know, a ton of, of, of unbelievably great plays. They made winning plays, and, and basketball is a simple game, and, and that's what it takes to win. And until this team recognizes that or can develop to that, um, they're really going to struggle. And, and I thought, you know, that might not be the case to start the year. But, you know, certainly a lot of season left, but th- there's nothing that points me in the direction that, uh, you know, you take Verge. Verge is a fifth-year player. If, if he's still having to be reminded on how to make simple plays, um, now Bryce McGowan's can improve. I mean, he, he's learning, he's trying. This is all new to him. But but veteran guards need to need to know how to make winning plays, or, or your team's just going to be average. Were you concerned about chemistry? Hindsight. Let's go there for a moment. 
were you worried about chemistry uh, with this team with Verge coming in? I mean, you saw the 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 ability to score, but he wasn't a point guard, and and he's going to have to more point guard, even though he struggled at it. I mean, there people can change; it just hasn't been um, picked up on and, and executed uh, two out of the three games so far. Yeah, I mean, you know, ke- chemistry. Um, I, I think it's more, you know. Cultural, right? I mean, you know, I, I think I told you this earlier. Everybody was saying, "Wow, they had team meetings and they've decided to, you know, put the team first. And you know, all that, all that's great, right? You can always say that you can meet, but in, until you get aligned and and you know, start to have rule definition and kids are willing to maybe give up, you know, their their trainers move uh, for the betterment of the team. You know, this is what you see, and and you know, I, I think. Chemistry is probably more cultural that, that when you bring a lot of kids in and that haven't been in the program for a long time, it, it's hard to, uh, you know, define roles. You're, you're, you're trying to constantly massage that. Uh, whereas, you know, when you, when you develop that culture and you have kids that are returning and they've had success and they've won, you know, it's a lot easier to, to get kids to buy in when you're winning. Um, you know, you look at Nick Saban, they have a ton of talent, but th- those kids are willing to kind of buy into their role because they, they know winning follows that. So, you know, until you get that culture built, I, I think you're going to have chemistry issues. And, you know, I was really hoping that, uh, you know, once again, it's three games in, uh, but the schedule doesn't get easier and, and the conference is obviously difficult. So, um, you know, they're going to have to make some big steps forward over the next month uh, to give them ch- themselves a chance to be competitive once the league starts. Brida Ords with us, Andy Markowski, standout Husker, Hale Varsity Radio, recapping Nebraska Creighton men from last night. So, Andy, what what does Coach Hoiberg and, and his staff do here with with Trey out for several weeks here, probably till mid January, uh, with the point guard spot? Do you go to Webster and, and continue to train um, Verge and hope he he makes the the the, the conscious choice to go go with ball movement versus getting to the rim and, and maybe not passing it? I mean, what do you do at point right now if you're Nebraska? Well, I, I don't think you, you know, you, you don't play Verge. You know, I, I, he's a talented kid and can help you win basketball games. But, you know, you look at Creighton's point guard, you know, those, you know, you just need to get more consistency. And, you know, Webster certainly uh, had a great game and, and, you know, probably allows you to, you'll run more offense where you move the basketball, but, you know, Verge is more talented with the ball than Webster against really good defenders. So, you know, Fred's going to have to find a way to, you know, to, to play both and, and find kids that are willing to, to do what he's asking them to do. Um, you know, Bryce will, will keep getting better. Um, you know, they need more consistent, you know, perimeter play. I thought Wiltshire uh, at times helped them, and, and then there was three or four shots that you just have to eliminate. You know, you don't have to make tough shots if you're running good offense. Um and, you know, so there's, there's a lot. Andre is, is, uh, appears to be able to help them. You know, um, the, the uh, Wilhelm, I think, is, you know, going to be good, but it just takes time. It's hard to play as a freshman. The game's moving fast. So they, they still have the pieces to, to improve. Um, losing uh, McGowan's really hurts them defensively, athletically, toughness, rebounding. You know, that was really the one kid that you could consistently rely on to defend and rebound. Um, so losing him, they're going to have to have, you know, somebody step up and fill that void. But there's still a lot of talent on the roster. Fred will, you know, will figure out ways to, to score offensively. But, you know, you know, once again, it's just, it's just disappointing to, to have a chance to, 
to start three and zero, beat your rival at home off a rebuilding year, and and you know they failed to capture you know those opportunities in front of them. Now you're one and two, and you know the fan base is, you know, it's not like Nebraska has a historical consistent fan base. You know, the fans want them to be good, but when they're not, you know, they're they're quick to to kind of check out on the season. Hopefully that's not the case, but you know we didn't give them a lot of reasons to to hang out and believe this is going to be a special season. Eddie Markowski's with us, Sale Varsity Radio, uh, former Husker standout, the Prada Ord. Eddie, we'll get to, to tonight's game and, and some high school hoops in just a second. But overall, you, you mentioned culture and uh, teams and players kind of coming forward and, and making a decision, you know, what, what road to take. What As a guy who was a captain multiple times, either when you got to Nebraska or you were involved with Nebraska, how did you handle tense moments or some early season bumps in your career, and, and how did you, uh, you get through it? Well, you, you, have to trust, you have to trust the process, right? You have mm-hmm. to trust that the coaching staff, what they're telling you, um, it, it, you know, is, is, is the truth, and you have to follow that. When you follow that, you're going to have success. Uh, you know, if you don't believe that or you have a different agenda, then, then it gets, you know, it, it gets contentious and it gets really hard. So, you know, you need leadership to help massage that message. You need leaders that are an extension of the coaching staff. Um, I hope they have that. Um, and if you don't, you know, then, then these things can, can go south on you in a hurry. But, you know, if you trust the process and you're in it for the right reasons, you know, they can write the, write the ship and have a good season. But, you know, if they're not, you can splinter pretty fast, especially in a 20-game week schedule with – you know, what's predicted to be the best Big Ten, you know, conference depth mm-hmm. that they've had in a long time. It just feels like with, with Verge, and I think he can totally flip it around. I mean, he's talented, but he's looking for his shot. And then you've got, you've got Bryce, who is Mr. Five-Star, and, and he's been great early. He had a physical outing last night, but was able to, to get some movement and get back door. And he, like you said, he's still learning, and the upside's great. It feels like when... <laughs> feels like when guys get the ball, they aren't going to pass it because they're not sure they're going to see it again. Yeah, and if, if that's the, you know if that's the case, then they're in trouble, right? I mean mm-hmm. that that's you know that that can't be, and and that tells me that there's a lot of agendas that that doesn't have Nebraska, you know, basketball first, and and you know when you build a program and a roster, you know through the transfer portal, I mean kids kids leave for selfish reasons, right? They you know, didn't like the situation. They weren't playing enough. They weren't scoring enough. They weren't used in the right position. You know, all those things are why kids leave. And, and, and some of those things were their heads when, you know, they were told that they could, you know, play a different style or play this way or, you know, be a go-to player. So, you know, you, you've got to balance all that. I don't know if that was said, but, but those things as a coach and as a team, you, you've got to, you know, massage all those things and, and ultimately get a common a common goal, um, and if you do that, you can be successful in basketball. But, but to your point, Chris, if you know if those those guys have their own agenda or they want to be the leading scorer on the team, and that's their first thought over winning, um, you know, it's just not going to be a successful season. So hopefully, that's not the case. Uh, hopefully, they can keep improving. Uh, I I thought they shared the ball a little bit more, uh, but some of the shots that they forced, you know, allowed Creighton to get out in conversion. Um, you know, which you just couldn't do against the Creighton team. Uh, but, you know, lesson learned, they'll go watch film and, and try to improve. Andy Markowski, Andy, a couple of minutes. I know you got to get to practice and then a ball game. Uh, let's start with uh, with practice. Coach Pesota and uh, you and Pius Girls, how, how's the uh, the upcoming season? How's the outlook? 
Well, we, we certainly have to replace a lot. Um, you know, we had one of the best point guards in the state. Obviously, Alexis uh, had mm-hmm. a great career, had another uh, a wing in Marion Miller that made us uh, pretty smart coaches. So, uh, you know, it's got it back to the drawing board. But, it, you know, it's exciting. We're going to play a lot different. Um, I think uh, we have a chance to, um, you know, hopefully get back to PBA and, and uh, defend the, the state title. But this group has a, a new identity. They've worked hard for three days. Uh, but it, it'll be exciting to see how they grow and, and mature with, with kids being a lot different roles than they were a season ago. When it comes to, to Creighton and, and Nebraska tonight, are, are you buckled in? How are you going to? take the rivalry as a proud Nebraskan, but also as a yeah. proud dad? Well, it's, it's exciting. I, uh, you know, Creighton has had the women's number as well, not, not quite as bad as, as the men over the last you know, 15 years. I think they've won five in a row. So I'm excited. I know uh, Alexis is excited. Uh, she understands the rivalry. Uh, I discussed her that the Murkowskis are currently 4-1. and one. So hopefully after tonight, uh, that record goes to 5-1. I mean, it's, it's something that I – take pride in because I know Nebraska fans take pride in it. And, uh, you know, hopefully, um, you know, they can come out on, on top tonight against, a, you know, a really talented Creighton team. I, I think they're young. They're, they're growing. They're trying to find their roles. Uh, but, um, you know, I think we can play a lot of different styles. Hopefully our size and length give, give Creighton some, some struggles tonight. Eddie, I can hear the – there's a word I'd like to use, but I can hear the irritation in your voice with this rivalry, man. I, I work in orthopedics, right? So there's a lot of medical uh, professionals that happen to go to Creighton that I that I uh, you know have, you know good good friends and, and good uh, business partners. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I've got to listen to that side of it for for too long, right? So you you hope that uh, you know I know it's not the men's game, but I encourage uh, everybody if you have not watched this women's game play uh, to come out and, and support them tonight. I think it should be a good atmosphere. Um, Jazz Shelley, the transfer from Oregon, is, is terrific. Uh, Hybe and, and Izzy Bourne are two of the top 15 players uh, in the conference. Um, so, you know, once again, a little pits to, to get some red out there tonight, and, and hopefully we can, uh, uh, you know, doesn't make the sting go away of last night, but it certainly would feel good to leave PBA uh, having beaten Creighton women tonight. In the past three games for that women's team, it's, it's been the highest – uh, scoring three-game stretch in Nebraska women's basketball history. Is that something where you're taking the competition into uh, effect here, or, or should that expect to continue as the year goes on, even as the, the competition ramps up? Well, you know, certainly uh, the games are going to get tougher, and it, it starts tonight. Uh, but, you know, if you follow the score, uh, you know, Maine lost in overtime to Providence, uh, and then um, Prairie View A&M just lost to uh, Utah State by seven. So, you know, I don't know how good either Providence or Utah State is, but, you know, just looking at some scores, you know, it's like, okay, maybe those teams weren't as bad and maybe were were as good as as what the score said. So you learn more about yourselves, but, you know, we we know that the games are going to get tougher, but but certainly over a three-game stretch, um, you know, they've answered the bell and they've they've played really well and that just really overwhelmed, you know, the three opponents so far. Eddie Markowski, the pride of Ord, Husker standout, uh, proud papa, Alexis Markowski, and the Husker women get rolling tonight, and, of course, pious girls basketball. Eddie, we'll let you get to it. Thanks for squeezing us in tonight, man. All right. Go Huskers. Thanks, guys. Take care. There he is, Eddie Markowski, with us on Hale Varsity Radio. And he's uh, pretty emphatic, man. Frustrated Husker about losing to Creighton. Uh, excited to spend some time here next segment here with Kyron Williams. Uh, standout Husker safety, uh, part of the CFL, and doing some great uh, outreach work with some of his businesses. 
Number 26, back in studio. We'll be back here shortly at Tale Varsity, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Thanks for hanging out at Tale Varsity, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. You want to jump on Facebook or Twitter, ESPN Lincoln. Uh, can see us, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, and uh, Kyron Williams, uh, Husker standout, uh, and uh, a guy that's been in the CNF- CFL for a while, also a uh, business owner and does a lot of nonprofit outreach. Kyron, good to see you again, yes, man. Sir, good to see you, man. Thank hey, you for having me. Hey, thanks for coming in, and uh, appreciate seeing you again. It was always fun to cover you at Nebraska, and I'm glad you've had success in pro ball, man. Most definitely, man. I mean, I, I enjoy it here. I love it here in Nebraska. Um, it's just it's one of those places where you can come and it, you know it feels like family. People, you know, pe- people show you love. Well, you're showing a lot of love back to folks. Let's uh, let the listeners know what you're doing and yeah. your outreach yeah. and uh, what you're going. Explain this yeah. digital coin yeah. I got to the you. old I guy in the room. <laughs> I got you. Elijah's so just laughing. <laughs> I got like, you. So uh, I created Fake Ink back in 2018, right? Uh, right when I left Nebraska. Fake Ink is it's fake. So Fake Ink is my clothing brand as well. Uh, I have a, a an extension called Fake Ink Studios where I do content creation and help companies, you know, um, do their photo, video, and then also some social media management things too. Okay. Um, with that though, 10 percent of every Everything we do goes to the local nonprofits that we work with. Um, we work with the Santa Francis House. We've worked with the local P- People City Missions, and uh, currently we're working with uh, North Star Foundation up in uh, up in Omaha. And so Scott Hauserig and everybody over there, they're super awesome people. Um, they just they have some awesome people in there that are really trying to help those kids because you know um, those kids are coming from backgrounds where you know it it might not be the perfect situation to be able to focus on math you know Mm -hmm. so they're giving them those extra tutors they're giving them that extra time to you know rock climb and play Madden and and play basketball so that's what we really care about and then you know we do have the clothing piece I I like dressing nice so sure um but so so that's a piece of it but the main thing is really the outreach to giving back that's outstanding and you look at uh at, at kids I mean when they have direction they have guidance they have folks who love them uh, that's that's so important, not only to get the, the math done or the social studies or the English, but also the activities outside of school. Mm-hmm. Sports are so important, but mm-hmm. also some organized activity like you're talking about with yeah. the rock climbing or yeah. some some uh, some activities that yeah. way. So you have an event coming up. Yes. So digital coin. The digital coin piece, right? So the digital coin is similar to, you know, Tesla or Bitcoin or anything like that. We'll be on the same exchanges as those companies, but we're wanting to we're wanting to create an ecosystem for people that really need it, you know. So where ten percent of this coin is going to the people that can use it, can learn how to use it, can um have a, a stake in something that is the future, you know. Um, you're seeing, you know, the NFTs, and you're seeing uh, money being made. So we want to get those people hands in it while um, the getting is good. Um, so with that digital token, it's called the Real Love Token. Um, it'll be on what's called Tron. So all this information will also be on my website at www.faking.shop. Um, but that that digital token, you'll be able to get deals, right? So let's say you buy a hoodie and it's 80 bucks. Well, if you want to buy it with token, you can still use your Visa debit, just like anything else, pay for that. And then we will send you that same amount back in token. And now you can have that. And it it basically creates an ecosystem. You're creating your own ecosystem, basically. So it's a way to save some money, but also a percentage of what you earn goes to your friends at North Star and other nonprofits. Yes. And, and, And as well as your pockets as well, as far as like, it's like stock. It's just like 
just like buying stock. Well, yeah, it's Same like concept. it's like right now the value of the U.S. dollar going down with inflation, but cryptocurrencies, all the values are going up. Well, it's you've had NFL, you've had NFL rookies or guys on their second deal yeah. wanting want it in crypto. Yeah, wanted in crypto. Their whole contract. Yeah, so that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to create an ecosystem for people to be able to um, really just make sure they're not left out of this thing as it as it grows. Thank you for the inflation uh, tutorage <laughs> there, Elijah. Hey, hey our, our generation so, loves us some cryptos. <laughs> you guys do. You and Tom Brady and yeah, everybody else yeah. is all into crypto. Last time we was on with the Mannings, he's yeah, talking yeah. about the fact, well, I got a great crypto deal yeah, for yeah, you here, yeah, yeah. So that's awesome. Well, uh, I mean, the amount of money that can be made with cryptocurrencies right now is just, it's unreal. I have a friend who made last year with Bitcoin going up. He made almost a million dollars. You you have a friend. You have a friend. Uh (laughs) Get this. He's in the U.S. Navy. So it's not like he's making like crazy money, but 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 almost almost all his money into Bitcoin and money went up. You're kind of a stock hound too, aren't you? At times. At times. At times. I got to learn something. We got to talk, man. I I need to learn (laughs) something. We we got to talk. My my roommate's the real, he's the real stock. Oh, so that means I got to come to the house. We can hang out, (laughs) you know, okay, I'm with you. Okay, that'll bring the pizza. Yeah. Uh, While we're we're talking about financial uh, advice, uh, quick shout out to our road sponsor, Ferris Financial Group. Mm -hmm. Uh, They can take care of you as well. Kyron Williams with us here, a Husker standout CFL uh, performer, uh, played up uh, in Canada for a number of years. You're working out. You're getting yep. ready to still to training still still training just you know I'm, I'm ready for that opportunity when it comes uh, mm-hmm. so as well as uh, more information about the event it will be tomorrow night at uh, the Capital Cigar Lounge okay um, the company Great. that I'm working with is Link It Up uh, and I'm getting some help from some I call him my OG, mm-hmm. uh, Anthony Goins. He's a great, great oh, guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's a great, great guy. Not met um, him, but I've, I know the name. He, did, he does a great job here, what, what he's doing in Lincoln and what he's doing for Nebraska as a whole. Um, so, yeah, just come out. Um, there will be apparel there for people to buy. Then you can also learn about the coin and different things like that as well. Give folks yeah. the website again yep. and just kind of rattle off some of the nonprofits yep. you're partnered with one more I time. I, and I'll give you guys – we're doing a giveaway as well. So we're doing okay. two Husker ticket giveaways. We're, okay. doing, uh, we're doing the basketball game. Okay. We're doing the volleyball game, and then we're doing the last uh, game of the season, obviously against Black Iowa. Friday. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. So we're doing a sale, and then uh, if you spend uh, up to five fifty, two tickets to the, uh, the the Crawford fight in Vegas. Oh, nice! And so that that that, that was that was the Turner. So oh, um, I'll be out there for my birthday. My birthday's on Sunday. He okay. fights on he fights on Saturday, so it's birthday presents. Now, Bud's show. Bud's big time, and it was yep. awesome to to kind of cover him uh, when he was here at PBA yeah, defending he, his he's title. A man, man. Yeah, he, and we and we trained together up in Colorado all oh, nice. the time. So it's and awesome. It's going to be a good fight. Saturday Porter, I know he gave Errol Spence a good run for his money uh, uh, last time they fought. So it's, it's not like it's some cupcake nah, for, for no Bud Crawford. It's he, gonna nah, be he's not no slouch. He ain't no slouch at all. Bud's, Bud's big time. Yeah. Okay, yeah. website. Yep, so people. website people. So www.fakeink.shop or you can head over to my social media at fakeinkceo. That's at F-A-K-E dot I-N-C-C-E-O. Oh, yep, so a couple it. of, uh, and Twitter can follow Kyron also at uh, the K underscore Williams. And then your company is at fake Inc. F-A-K-E-I-N-C underscore on Twitter's. Yep, yep. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. On, on Twitter. Yeah. On Twitter, where you go yeah. there yep. and the Instagram. So, yep. my friend, we got a, a couple minutes left here. Uh, the, the last time Nebraska was within striking distance. Of Wisconsin yeah. was 2016 yeah. overtime. Yeah, I was there. You know, you were you were setting you were set, you were the edge. Side, we were setting the edge and setting the screen on my side. And they they sent the screen on my uh, side. Amazing effort, tough ball yeah, game. So, but you were right there. You guys yeah. played it for Fultzy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you sold yeah, out for him. You're also uh, uh, the last 
team to go bowling yeah. and some of the guys now that are super seniors yeah. you're you're so close with yeah. jojo and company yeah what do you make of this year what do you think of the wisconsin game saturday i just think it's the small things man i just think we have to go in there and do the small things right even when i look back at that game that we play you know we were we had it all the way up until the end and you know then we we go and run a cover three and we we some we don't come down and make the play when we can, and then that costs us the whole game, you know. So um, I just think those guys have to go in there and just just do do, do the small things right. Just focus um, and play as a team. Don't do anybody else's job. Just do your job and do it to hundred and ten percent. Everything else will take care of it. So you've been following this season much? You've been too busy. No, I definitely follow. I, yeah. I I still wake up every Saturday and watch the game every yeah. Saturday. So. Um, I mean, these guys have it. They they have what it takes. Um, you know, they just they they got to finish it out strong. Not just for they got to finish it strong because they came to Nebraska to finish it strong. You didn't come to Nebraska to say, "Hey, I'm gonna lay down for the, these next two weeks." No, no, they've they've been resilient all yeah. year. I mean, think those those type of losses are, are gut wrenching. Mm-hmm. Let alone the number yeah. of of tight ball games. Yeah, I mean, against we had a, we had a lot of them when Coach Riley first got here. We had a lot of them. So. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, you did, and uh, you you bounced back in that 16 season. Mm-hmm. As you see this going on, and, and you hear the fan base, I mean, you unfortunately had to live it with coaching change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's what's your take on on what some of the guys in the locker room may be going through? Um, these guys, they they it's a mental battle right now because you have some guys that I mean, you can't you can't avoid it. The the East West Shrine game, they're sending out their invites. Reese is sending out their invites. So those senior guys are like, man, okay, you know, it might be over. Those junior guys are starting to crank it up. Now you got those sophomores that are probably cranking it up more on the uh, the uh, the practice squad side. Sure. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So so you have those guys cranking it up while the other guys cranking it down. It's probably causing fights. You probably have all those different things. But now. It takes a leader and leaders like JoJo and leaders like Cam and leaders like Mark Hill and Adrian to step up and say, hey, nah, we're going to finish this out how we're supposed to finish mm-hmm. this out. We, not, we, we came to Nebraska for a reason. Now, it might not have went how we thought it was supposed to go. We got to finish this thing out strong. So, Kyron Williams yeah. with us here, Hale Varsity Radio. He has an event going on at the Cigar Lounge tomorrow. Uh, his company, Fake Inc., uh, we're talking uh, about a, a digital mm-hmm. coin. Mm-hmm that will uh, create an ecosystem, pay you back. It's a chance to uh, donate and, and get some of uh, Chiron's clothing. But a percentage of that goes to the nonprofits that uh, Chiron's connected with, uh, specifically the North Star, North Star Foundation and, and other uh, outreach groups. So I got to ask you this. Uh, you've uh, been playing pro ball. When you see Cam and you see JoJo, you got to like their – and Cam's not made an announcement yet, yeah, but, but yeah, he, he yeah. could go. Yeah. He's been listed. JoJo's ranked, I think, Kuiper's number five or six safety yeah. Yeah, he's for going. the upcoming draft. Yeah, and we, we know that JoJo's done yeah. as a super senior. Yeah. Both those guys uh, in the secondary, yeah. how do you project them? What do you think of their ability at the next level? I mean, you see it on the field. Like, you, you, you know a dog when you see a dog. So, I mean, those dudes have it. All they have to do is just stay focused, finish the season out. Uh, finish the season how they're supposed to finish it, stay healthy, and then just go in and do everything they're supposed to do in in, in that off-season time, and they're going to land exactly where they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Well, it's Wisconsin, it's Nebraska. Is that a – where does uh, Madtown kind of rank on, on road environments for you? Oh, it's up there, man. I mean, I mean, we played at Penn State, so mm-hmm. that's up there. Ohio State is up there, but Wisconsin is right there. I mean, you can't beat that jump around, and I've seen it with Melvin Gordon. So – so you you were, there, was, you were there for that was, one yeah, too. I was there. I was a freshman. I was there, and that was 
Woo! <laughs> I'm just gonna leave that one there. <laughs> the uh, the old Melvin Gordon game in the snow, oh, man. But we was winning. We was up 14. You guys were up 10. Weren't you? Or 10? Yeah, I said 14. See, I wanted to make it better. No, I think you're right. I think, I think you're right. You're, you're up double digits. Yeah. And, then, like, man. and then he goes off. Yeah, and then he's he turned up. He turned up. He's good. Yeah. I mean, he's really good. How was what what? I mean, what's Bo like in that moment Man, where he's just running? Bo is very much like a Nick Saban. You know, when we are up, he's going crazy on us. When we down, he's just like, "Man, stop him!" Yeah, stop him <laughs> quickly before we get out of here. You got experience the, the coaching change, especially yeah. the I think of the Holiday Bowl game yeah. against USC. Oh yeah, we have interim coaches. How does that work whenever it's yeah. interim coaches stepping in? How do you step up and 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 deal with that moment as a player? It, for me, it was hard because I was a freshman and I had just transferred from the Air Force Academy, so oh, I'm, yeah. I've had already transferred schools. I had already switched coaches. I had already played my second defense. And my mom, like, hey, is this is my third defense in three years. I'm about to have to learn, you know. So um, that in between time was a little weird. And, and you know we just were like hey we're gonna go in the same game plan that we've been going in all year and hopefully we can come out with a win and I was able to get two point blocks in that game so that, 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 that game stands out for me a little bit hang out Conrad Williams with us here a jock doc on the way he's in his 30s but sounds like he was born with a stogie in one hand and a brew in the other now say my name it's Schmitty on Hail Varsity Radio I got the body of a taut Pre-teen Swedish boy. Back into it at Tailbar City Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Time for a Jock Doc Wednesday, Lincoln Orthopedic Center. Dr. Doug Davis with us. Dr. Doug, how you doing? Doing real good, Chris. How about your week? It's going all right. Uh, interested to see how the recovery goes for a defensive end. Nebraska fans in the Big Ten got a got a full earful of uh, during his time at Ohio State, and he's been a great player at Washington. Chase Young out with uh, an injury in ACL that was confirmed this week by Coach Rivera and uh, Doctor Doug. This is a whole lot of size and a whole lot of speed that needs to get repaired. Yeah, that's for sure. That's you know, defensive player of the year, right? Rookie of the year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, doing, doing exceptionally well, uh, this year again. And, you know, it's kind of an interesting thing though, uh, Chris, cause he, you know, he is, he's a really big guy, but you know, he's, he, he moves a lot like the kinds of players that we think about, you know, having ACL injuries, um, you know, the, the non-contact kind of ACL injuries that occur, with people that are planting their foot real hard and twisting over the top of it, so it's a little bit, it's a little bit different seeing a guy that big have that kind of a, of a non-contact injury. Um, the other uh, lineman, you know, a lot of times we think about this being more of a contact kind of a scenario. Well, absolutely. I mean, how many times do you see just an offensive lineman get rolled up on from the backside, or be involved in a pileup with Young here? He was coming off the edge against Tampa over the weekend, and it was minimal contact. And he went down, and then really limped off off to the to the tunnel. So, Doctor Doug, it's it's we, we've seen non contact injuries before, but we haven't seen a guy this size <laughs> a lot of times have the non contact part. And tell me a little bit about what what that can do if it's the non contact versus the contact, or does it matter much? 
Well, I would say that most of the time with the non-contact injuries, it's going to end up being more of an isolated ACL injury as opposed to um, the scenario where you, you know, take um, take a, a shoulder pad into your knee and, and you're going to potentially end up with your ACL and your collateral ligament or something like that. So it's, it's probably going to end up being a, a, a isolated ACL injury, maybe a meniscus uh, tear that goes along with that. It's one of the things that, that you know, that we see often is, is with the linemen, uh, you know, that, that, like you said, they get rolled up on a lot and there's a lot of that down in the trenches kind of contact. And so a lot of them will be wearing a prophylactic knee brace and uh, trying to avoid some of those uh, injuries because of that, because there's just so much um, of that contact and pressure. But um, again, a guy like Young who moves as, as well as he does. I mean, he's he's like a you know he's like a uh, uh, running back, you know, kind of the way he comes off the edge of things. He just moves that fast, and uh, uh, that's that's why I think you know in his particular situation, even though it is unusual to see somebody as big as he is, he you know he's he's moving that hard and, and putting that strain on that ACL as he's trying to make rotational motions with his leg. Dr. Doug Tavis with us, Lincoln Orthopedic Center at Jock Doc Wednesday, Washington, uh, Rush End, Chase Young, our topic, his ACL. Let's touch on the repair and uh, the recovery for Young. Yeah, so yeah, as soon as he gets that knee quieted down, uh, they'll go ahead and, and get a reconstruction done. And and, uh, and, a, and a player uh, like uh, him, it's probably – uh, to uh, using a bone tendon bone um, uh, uh, graft, we talk about patella tendon grafts. We talk about hamstring grafts, and they're they're both excellent grafts for doing ACL reconstructions. And they have about a, they have a similar uh, um, uh, outcome. You know, when it talks about people coming back, um, but a lot of times when we're when we're dealing with these uh, bigger guys, we'll go with those uh, patella tendon grafts. Um, so I, that's that's what I would be expecting. And, you know, then that's going to be the sort of the typical uh, ACL uh, rehab that, that takes somebody about six months, nine months to get through. Um, sometimes with, with a player like this, you know, they'll hold them a little bit longer and uh, before they really let them get back. And so it may be uh, coming around to um, not preseason, you know, not playing preseason ball and then picking it up again, you know, and, in uh, late August, early September next year. You know, doing a little research on Young and, and his great career at Ohio State, how how much of an impact guy he was as a reserve and then as he built up as a sophomore. And, you know, you know about his junior year. I mean, there were Sue comparisons as far as his dominance. I never saw any real injury history other than some some dinged ankles. So this this may very well be his first major issue is his, his first surgery uh on on an area uh so vital to what he does and that's go make quarterbacks miserable on first through third down and the the, the mental part we touch on but this could be a, a big hurdle for him i don't doubt that he'll have the 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 ferocity to to to, to put the rehab in but just the trust factor dr doug 
Yeah, I imagine that that uh, he'd probably come back, um, and and this time around, he probably will be wearing a brace. Mm-hmm. Um, and that first year when you're back playing, it's not unusual to uh, to do that. And using the brace is a is a good way to help uh, with that uh, that mental stress of you know, can I trust this leg, you know, and those kind of things. So. Um, that that's a pretty typical way to handle that. Of course, um, in, in the NFL, they've also got uh, plenty of help of, of uh, getting these guys mentally prepared for games mm-hmm. and mentally prepared for a season, and, and they'll pull out all the stops on somebody like him. Dr. Doug, a thought here with what makes Young so good, very good at setting the edge, very physical, not just kind of a – uh, a pass rush only guy. He's he's really a complete defensive end edge guy. That's why he went as high as he did, and he's translated well to the NFL. Would a brace potentially slow him down, or with this procedure, you know, can you see him come back as good as new or even better? That's that's happened with guys who've had knee issues before. Yeah, I, I think as clean of an injury history as what he's had. I doubted. I doubt he'd come back better, you know. But uh, but to say that that he could come back and play at the same level that he's been, yeah, I think that's that's likely. It's ninety ninety plus percent chance that that's going to happen. Well, uh, he's uh, a lot of fun to watch, and uh, we'll see how recovery goes for him. The other spot too is just the position he plays. Real quick, Doctor Doug. Uh, the guys lined up across from him don't care. And you know how nasty the line of scrimmage is with cut blocks and going low. That's something he's got to got to worry about as well, even before the injury. Yeah, and that's that's another reason why, you know, I'll be surprised if he doesn't have a brace when he mm-hmm. comes out. You know, and, and everybody's going to know his history and everybody's going to, you know, be – um, you know, well, I shouldn't say everybody, but they're, you know, they're likely to be some cheap shots that'll be mm-hmm. taken. Dr. Doug Davis with us, Lincoln Orthopedic Center at Jock Doc Wednesday. Our topic today, a defensive end with Washington, Chase Young, the former Ohio State star, his ACL injury. And Dr. Doug, thanks for putting it together with us and, and talking some football today. You back, Chris. You take care. Miss us? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring it in for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at HailVarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. One final time as uh, big thanks to Mike Babcock and Mike Shuhart, Eddie Markowski with his uh, Kyron Williams, Husker standout, CFL still in studio. And uh, he has a fundraiser and a way to give back to a lot of the nonprofits uh, he supports with his business. Uh, Kyle will be on here in two seconds. Uh, we talked a little Wisconsin earlier. Podcast with Hale Varsity Radio. Give us a rating, good, bad, or ugly. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, where you find us. And uh, check out uh, the segment also on ESPN Lincoln's On Demand. And uh, we streamed here Facebook Live with Kyron and, uh, of course, uh, also on Twitter. So, Kyron, uh, one more time, man, hammer the event tomorrow night. It's uh, it's for the nonprofits. It's yep, also yep, about yep. your your 
well, the new currency that is yes. a reality in, yes. in is the, a reality. the people that are under 40's age, yes. and even people that are over 40 <laughs> yeah, are yeah. way wiser with money. I just, my wife, God love her, I'm just like, sure, get it, fine, yeah. whatever. Yeah, go grab it. Go, go grab, grab it. it. It's but, all good. Uh, it's tell, all us, good. tell us one more so, time. Um, so tomorrow night, uh, I'll be releasing a digital token at 7 p.m. over at the uh, Capital Cigar Lounge uh, in, in, in combination with Link It Up, uh, and then just a huge thanks to Anthony Goins. Uh, mm. he, he's a great dude, and he's allowing us to use that space, so that's a blessing. And 10% of everything that we're going to do tomorrow night will go to some of the local nonprofits that I that we work with. Um, and yeah, man, we're just going to we're, we're going to create an ecosystem for people. And so um, tomorrow night, um, hoodies will be $65. You can pay with your, um, your, your, your Visa or your MasterCard, and then we're going to give you that token, um, you know, in, in that in that currency unless you start to create your own uh, ecosystem of real love. So that's the that's that's the big thing for tomorrow night. We'd love to have you guys out at seven o'clock at the Capital Cigar Lounge. Currency man, it's all about currency, Elijah. You're you're a you're a sweatshirt guy, a hoodie guy. Yeah, I'm just saying. Tell me, I, I need to go support. I need, I need, I need you. I, the <laughs> you, exactly need, you need you to rock in and get a cigar <laughs> and say I need a double of of uh, some some makers on ice and just sit down and relax. He just made you spend a hundred bucks that fast. <laughs> <laughs> That's a salesman right there. But again, portion of the proceeds go yeah. to nonprofit. And the portion of the proceeds. Go to, and and speaking of a hundred bucks, we're doing we're also doing a giveaway. So if you spend up to a hundred dollars, you'll get two tickets um, to Husker to two to one Husker basketball game, one Husker volleyball game. The last game of the season versus Iowa and if you spend up to five you'll enter to win two tickets to the Terrence Crawford fight on this Friday. So that's that's big. That is so big. You got Bud going out there to Vegas and gonna defend his title, which is outstanding. About to knock dude out. We'll have to to squeeze you back in, Kyron, for for more Nebraska football thoughts. Most good definitely. to do that. Most definitely best of luck man with uh, with CFL and with your business, with your company. Uh, with what you're doing uh, with the nonprofits and uh, the North Star Foundation, I got about 30 seconds. Kind of give folks a, a quick background on what they do in Omaha again. Um, so North Star Foundation, I mean, they're they're a great company, um, a nonprofit that mm-hmm. you know helps the local um, the local youth out there mm-hmm. and keeps them out of the streets. Um, they they're a, a after school program. They have mm-hmm. you know tutoring and, and different basic school setup just for the kids to be able to to develop and grow. They have rock walls. They have, um, you know, just a great cafeteria system. Um, they pretty much any and everything these kids need, a gym, a, a field, anything they need, North Star has it for them. That's so good. Takes care of the kids uh, for sure. Be sure to follow uh, Kyron Williams on Twitter, uh, the K underscore Williams, and check out his company, Fake Inc. underscore. Kyron, good to see you, man. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate Best of luck man. tomorrow night. Thank Appreciate you. it. Thank you. Back tomorrow, a Thursday at 4 with Hale Varsity, presented by the Nebraska Lottery.